we're back. We made it. Yes. We made it. It's had a little bit of a, a break. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that is the realities of trying to do a regular podcast whilst being self-employed and um, running businesses and raising families and just generally living life. Yes. Yeah. Um, but we will try and be better and, and have and return to our weekly We will <laughs> weekly indeed scheduling. do that. We've, we've got some, um, some people lined up to come on for the next couple of podcasts. So mm-hmm. we should be back on form again. Guys, yes, yes. But thank you for sticking with us. Exactly. Um, the way we struggled with today's subject matter, <laughs> like I'm not even sure where where this podcast is going to go, how long it's going to be. Right now, you could be looking at a podcast that is seven minutes long. <laughs> <laughs> no, it could never be seven minutes long. This is a this is a a big topic. Okay. There's a there's loads of sides to it. This is very true. Which has been. I guess the problem in trying to define mm-hmm. what we're talking about. So let's start at the top. So today we are talking about black love and the biggest issue that we've had is defining black love. I guess. Yeah. Ish. Ish. Yeah. Okay. So what would you say? I would say black love to me is expressing love for and between people who are African and of African descent. That's black love. Thank you for listening to our podcast. (laughs) (laughs) No, but for, again, so I was going to say pretty much the same thing. And I was just going to say that black love to me is love amongst black people. And it sounds very simplistic. And because I don't, it's weird. So, is it even just amongst black people? I use the term with air quotes and politically black people. But I, I'm I'm saying black people because the where the subject is black love. Yeah, we we'll go with that. Yeah, but yeah, Africans. Yeah, um, people descending. Also, from love for as well. I don't even think it's just between us. I think if we take on the subject of black love, um to like expressing it further we should also include people actually having love for black people as well people other than black people yeah yeah but how does that concern us well it's it's it's, we don't we don't have you don't have control over that no that's not what i'm saying so it's not that we have control or should have control but there is a factor in us displaying our love for each other and also discussing the love that other people have for us as well. Because if black love is a movement, to me, it's a movement. So then black people have to have love for each other. And through that is also other people who are not black have love for black people. And it's expressing that love with respect not appropriating not stealing but actually having a genuine love and respect for us as their fellow humans that's all a part of black love so i'm sitting here looking up to the sky really taking in what you're saying and my first instinct 
my first response is like, I, I'm, I'm not sure I care. As in, in which way? In terms of other people. I think at, at some point in my life I did, but I think at this point in my life, I don't think I care. So I'm more concerned about self-love. That's part of it. Yeah. But so, so what what I understand is, mm-hmm. is that self-love and and loving each other, a byproduct of that will be how other, peop- other people see you. Okay. And that's fine. And I'm cool with that. But I don't care for it any more past that. So even if, that's fine. I haven't said that you had to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm just, I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. So, so even if it's like, because I, I feel like we can do all of that, and there's still gonna be folk that are gonna still have some stuff to say, and and it's just you get to a point in your life where you're like, I'm not, I'm not interested in that, that fight, and I'm not interested yeah, in. That, that's not a part of it. That's not what I'm talking about at all. Like the detractors, because then that's not a part of black love. So if we are being self-determining and we actually are creating our own businesses, we're supporting each other, black love is also other people supporting our love as well as other people also being a part of this movement so that the representation is on TV. It's other people understanding what black love is. So it's not other people need to tell us or show us what black love is. It's we determine what black love is. And then you understand this is what these guys are about. It's not through a white gaze because that's how our love has been shown. It's us actually moving it forward. It's us being present. Just even me and you, we're a representation of black love. So it's important that we are represented and stand forward and speak up for our togetherness because it's not anybody else that's going to put us out there. Okay. Okay, I hear that. I hear that. I guess that also kind of ties in with what we were talking about earlier. Um, so we, um, I played Dave's track mm-hmm. to Nana earlier on and was telling her about the the uproar that it had caused so Annie Mack on BBC Radio One had played the track, yeah, and a lot of people were in uproar in terms of why would you play this track? And for those of you who haven't heard the song, um, basically he's it's you know it's it's like his his political take on on being black and all the aspects of yeah. of being black, and people were upset by this. Yeah, not, not yeah. really sure why, um, <laughs> because they're not used to seeing black love. Yeah, yeah. And that's what it is. It's like people get scared of what what does this mean that that you're pro black or you're celebrating Do you blackness. Know what I would it's just... like it, it's fearful, but the more we don't hold back on that and the more we actually produce our art mm-hmm. and put it out there and just be like this this is black love, there will be people like Annie Mac that are like, Okay, I get it. I get it and this is important. Like I actually want to be a part of this movement as well. I want to be a part of the the media that is that is also pushing this. Yeah. So it's not that it needs to be produced by anybody. We need to be producing it. But, but we also need to have self-love to um, follow through 
because there are a lot of people that are scared of actually like follow showing through. follow following through actually producing material that there's, there's people that are scared to actually just put out there that they have love for other black people yeah i but i but i also understand that because in in you know that you can put that stuff out there so and it, uh, Dave's track is one example. Mm-hmm. So you, you've gone and this is in your heart and you've made this music, you've created this art and then you're, yeah. you get attacked like that. Then mm-hmm. also even with um, the Dope Black Dad stuff, mm. going on Five Live, people then on Twitter talking about why has it got to be Black Dads, da 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 And it's, you know, sometimes you just want to exist without having to defend your right to exist. Yeah, we don't need to defend it. We just got to keep on producing it because it's so important. But yeah, but that's what I'm saying. But I can see why that would deter people because mm. you're thinking all I want to do is create art mm. or create full stop. Yeah. And obviously your your whatever you create is going to be is going to be born of who you are in your environment. And so then if you do that and then people are like then criticizing you because of actually who you are and what you cannot change. Yeah, yeah. It's a turnoff. It will be a turnoff for a lot of people. But that's why it's a movement. Because it isn't the status quo, so then mm-hmm. it's needed to change it. So, yeah. Yeah. But I think Yeah, you're right. There, there's like an emerging movement of, of black love, and again, we were talking earlier on, and I, th- I think this is an interesting point, where, I was saying that when. I was young. I always knew that I would. Because of because of my my mum and dad and my aunts and uncles and I was constantly surrounded by black love, mm. people that look like me in love in marriages, that was always the aesthetic that. I had imagined for myself when, when I got older and and you said a similar thing. Yeah. And so then I said, but when we were young, we didn't have that representation in terms of the media. And you felt that there was more. Yeah, I think there was definitely way more representation of black love, black family. So not even just the Cosby show, I guess because the Cosby show was so hugely successful, when any formula is successful, there's loads of other shows mm-hmm. as well. So at that point when my teenagers is kind of my wife and kids, um, there was quite a few different shows. Like, uh, what was it? The Parkers. There was quite a, the, the one that um, um, Brandy was in. Yeah, you know, there was loads of different family shows that were black families. At the moment, all I can think of is blackish. Um, I mean, the, the, there's a lot to be said about media anyway and how many shows are being made. But definitely when we was growing up, we could watch a few. Now the boys only have blackish to really watch and they watch that, they rinse that totally. It's true. So representation of black love. Yeah, I think it was, I definitely think there was more in the 90s, early 2000s than to now. What we generally see in terms of celebrations of black love or blackness is is uh, is very mixed and it isn't black families like as in two fully black people 
it's generally if you look at i don't know why all of the furniture adverts and and banking adverts seem to have this <laughs> this family scene that they keep on showing us and it's yeah. generally a black man and a white woman or and a, or a very the, or a very light-skinned black woman yeah but that's the diversity representation that we're being that we're being shown it's actually got worse because there it's, is a palatable yeah blackness that that's, that's okay what i was with, about to say so we're showing we're now at the stage of okay we can't just have a black family because that will upset people but let's have something that's hopefully going to appeal even, to will it even upset people i really feel i don't, that I don't nobody, think it I, I feel like there is like this it will upset some people maybe but they were probably upset back then as well yeah. and then it's steered towards this this kind of diversity quota that doesn't include black love mm-hmm. and you very rarely I've got, I'm trying to think of um, most of like the black families in soaps it's it's the same thing it's like quite dysfunctional we probably haven't had a, a normalish no. black family in a soap i don't think soaps are a great example though because what what family is functional no i mean i mean as in like the mum dad kids there's always going to be drama mm-hmm. but that setup okay they yeah. haven't had that for ages it's generally like a kind of wandering dad that ran away comes back that's a, a, a constant story that we see and that's black love. And that plays out all the time. So it, it gets followed through in, in newspapers. It's it's the same it's the same story. So the narrative is for us as black people to put forward that it's different. And we can't be scared of of putting that out there. I it's uh, it's um it's important. It's part of our duty. How are there like ways, ways of putting it out there, or is it just like, however your, your artistic notion? No, there are loads of ways. I mean, even ju- not everybody's artistic. Just for the normal, the normal man, mm-hmm. to support black families, to support black businesses to actually like be conscious of where your pounds are going and your dollars like it's the, that that's also important that's a part of black love to really in the same way that you would so it's political as well then yeah but it you know, as much as everything yeah. is so in terms of what you would put into your body what you're eating and you're going to eat organic or or fair trade it to me is is the same as that the, the distribution of wealth is also important and c- celebrating black love is being aware of where your pounds are going and spending it with black businesses mm-hmm. but do you do that blindly or what do you mean blindly like so because that do you just do you support a black business because it's a black business or do you support a black business because it's a good black business? Both. Okay. If you have to, if you, if you're being conscious of how you're spending your money and you're going to source out ethical businesses and organic materials, 
in the same way you would do that is the same way when you you're looking for I don't know a present for somebody or what clothes you're gonna wear mm-hmm. you seek out that it's also a black business it's a good business that the so it's all political however you spend your money should be you should be being conscious of how your your pounds are being distributed so so it's it's also important that that becomes a factor as well is how how's my money being spent who is it going to what difference is it going to make to that community it's important that we all think about that okay yeah, I don't I don't disagree. I think that's the I don't really disagree. Is it knew that it would be it would come under the banner of black love as well? Say that again. Is that is it a new concept that it would come under the banner I of I think black for love? many it might be. I think okay. for many it might be like cuz traditionally when you think about black love, you think about love between two people and you think about it on the on on the romantic plane in terms of two people getting together, procreating, creating a family, you know, creating mm. some some type of legacy. But actually, outside of that, I don't think a lot of people are thinking about those types of things. So why is, it, which is also why it's also refreshing when, um, like, people, like, in the, who was it? I think it was Charles that I was talking to the other day. And I didn't know, but he had gone and, and bought stuff from Hub and Culture. Yeah. But just... And you know, and I, and I know that my man is in the the northwest of London. Yeah, yeah. So you've come down and and you've done that. So yeah, that's that's an act of love. Yeah. Like actually, because there are so many other places that would have been way more convenient. Yeah, 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 definitely. For him to get presents, but you you've done that as and it's it's an act of love. Yeah. So, and it's important, I guess. Um, having the businesses and seeing that that is something that people consciously do do and do seek us out to come to the shop or will buy from me through the website Mm -hmm. and it is because it's a it's a black owned business and it's not just black people that that do that it it's i think it's um or i would hope and um i do think there is more of a growing movement of people consciously realizing that it's ethical to spend money with black businesses there was a stat that um i think it's in june sarpong's book about the so the the pay gap between black people and white people and then further the pay gap between black females and white females and the loss of income that would be to a black family over, I think it was over the, the course of your lifetime working was the equivalent of a million pounds. Deficit, just because you have more melanin than the next person. See, yeah. So if we just go on fair trade and ethical principles is very similar to then be conscious of how you're spending your money because we're we're not operating equally on any means. So that could be the same as some people will go out to seek um, businesses run by women. You do similar and you go out to seek businesses run by black people because you know that for centuries, 
we have been on a, a back foot to everybody else. So it's just ethical to place your pounds within that community. That's my thought on it. I, I, yeah. That's how I see it. I see that's an act of self-love. That's countering racism. I think what... And being a part what of What that makes solution. me, like, listening to that, then going back to what we were talking about earlier on, is that's why it frustrates me so much. So you can have a stat like that. And I, and I think that genuinely a lot of people actually just don't care. So you can have a stat like that where over the course of a lifetime... I don't think they know. I don't, I don't even think it's a case of not caring. I don't, I don't think they really know. When people think of racism, the easy way to kind of get most people's heads around it because you don't feel it is it's names. It's name calling. It's, you know, it's really yeah. outright vulgar yeah, 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 terms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's racism. No, racism is institutional. It's micro. It affects every part. Well. Yeah, it affects every part of our life. But unless you're even, yeah, unless you care enough or it's in your face or you're made aware and it's not for black people to make this awareness. That's why I'm saying we just have to Go about our business displaying black love and then you'll start to learn. But while we hold back because there are the voices that are like, but why have you got to say that? Because they don't want change. But that's not, that, that we don't need to care about that. Mm-hmm. We just have to be empowering ourselves and each other and then other people come along. More than anything, most black people need educating on it as well because racism is everywhere. Yeah. So we also are a part of it too. <laughs> also in there, we also can be racist. So then expressing black love and being out with it and actually really making it a point of um, duty uh, for us as a black couple with a black family, I think that then furthers the progression for change. That you actually have to be about it. It's a, it's a conscious decision that I will continue to display black love because mm-hmm. there is so much hate leveled at us and misunderstanding. So then you have to kind of really be a part of the change. I hear that. I hear that. So was was that then a factor for you when mm. we started started going out? Um, I think I just always had in my head uh the notion of family and it was a black family i don't know we were young so it's like i was 19 but i'd only ever dated black guys so i didn't really think about it and i wasn't open to dating anybody else as well so yeah i guess so was why do you you think a black family what so like when i when i was young i dated you know date white girls I was gonna say I dated all sorts but actually I've only uh, only ever other dated other white girls but like why do you think that you was it you weren't really around white guys or or it just like not yeah I guess there's probably that so socially my friendship groups where we would go was black spaces mm-hmm. so I wasn't in too many mixed spaces other than um i guess at the festivals they were back then predominantly 
white spaces, but it wasn't my scene. I was there to sell. So yeah, there wasn't a a big thought about it. And I didn't sit down and, and plan it. It's just, that was where I was comfortable. And preference uh, who I'd be attracted to would generally be black men. So, so then now, is it fair to say like, are you aware that your choices, so like if we go out as a family, mm. is it there in the back of your mind of actually us being a black family is quite a political statement because yeah. 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 There's been like a few places we've been and we are the only black family mm-hmm. there. And that's increasingly, or our children are like gen- <laughs> the only fully black kids in yeah. certain sides of our friendship groups. Like they, they are the only black ones. Um, and then even so when we got together, uh, at that point, my sister, uh, yeah, I think both of her, like, so her long-term boyfriends had been white. My brother, similarly, the girls that he were dating were white. So I guess even just in that, in that pattern of our family, would have been a natural course for if I was seeing what was around me, it was certain cousins as well. My partner also would have been white. But it, in a way, there was a, yeah, a, a decision in terms of how I felt comfortable where I saw my life was my partner would be black. Yeah. I mean, as I said earlier, definitely, I loved, like, so growing up, and and in a way, you can also take, you can take being black out of it. But growing up, I loved looking at the relationship that my mum and dad had and their group of friends. So like going to all the parties and stuff like that. And I just knew I want what they have. Yeah, culturally. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was definitely, uh, that was one of your your redeeming features. Thank you. That you were also Ghanaian because then it, it cuts out the feeling awkward in certain spaces, although we are from different tribes, mm-hmm. which comes with its own yeah, Which thing. also presents its own issues. Yeah. But then that aside, we have a common place to go to in Ghana. Yeah. We have commonalities. Like there's, there's really just the language mm-hmm. is the only kind of separation mm-hmm. between us. But yeah, you're going to get it. You're going to get your traditions. I'd always wanted a traditional wedding. I'd always wanted the traditional... Um, naming ceremonies for my children it's like i don't have to explain this or be like are you okay with it it was just we just do it yeah yeah it culturally it just made it easier and i think maybe also having that example with my sister and seeing her friendship groups were very different and how they would fit in Mm -hmm. with our family and the differences with like just it, the Englishness and the African side of things was just like, yeah, that's just not for me. I I, I liked how yeah. my Ghanaian family interacted with yeah. each other. I yeah. felt more comfortable. The same with me and my friends. It's We have a, a, a cultural understanding of each other's 
ways mm -hmm. and means and how we're treated and how we navigate through life. So yeah, it, it would just follow on that I would have a black partner. I mean, really, when you think about it, it's, it's all very natural. It's, yeah, it wasn't really too yeah. much thought. Cause on... it's, yeah, it's, it's what you've grown up seeing. Mm -hmm. And generally, if you haven't grown up seeing some really dysfunctional SHIT, that's what you're going to aspire to. The same way most people, if you're brought up in a Christian household, you'll end up being a Christian. It's, it's, it's you know. Yeah, there's that. I don't know. But I'm also, like, I think there is definitely, um, there's definitely a, a comfortability or an aspirational aspect that I think some people have in dating outside of their race. And, I just didn't have that. So I saw success in black relationships. Yeah. That was my framework was that's the, that's yeah. the goal. Yeah. So I, I don't even think it stretched that far for me. I think I just was like, you know, so you know when you're focusing on what you want, so mm. you're not really even thinking about what you don't want. Yeah. So yeah. I was just like, well, no, this, this is, this is what I want. So everything else wasn't really a, a factor. It would be so interesting to have this conversation with somebody who was in a mixed relationship to see the differences in processing information. Um, I mean, I can't speak for, for anybody, but I would imagine. No, let me not, let me not speak for anybody. Yeah, we got. We need somebody on and we just yeah, like talk yeah, to them. Talk to them, yeah. <laughs> It'd be interesting. What, um, have we mentioned Anthony, Anthony Joshua? So the, the other day, Anthony Joshua on Breakfast Club mm. and he was speaking and, and I thought this was brilliant. Like where he said, they asked him about, you know, what's the lady saying? Da, 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 da. And he spoke about choosing a partner being a very political statement. Mm. And I really, I really love that because I just thought, nah, he gets it. Because you can't, especially a man in his position, mm. in terms of everything that you've created. Yeah, yeah. You, it's not that then you just go out and pick any woman. Yeah. To, to, to... And what he wants to create, what he wants yeah. his legacy to be, how he wants to be a role model. Um, yeah, for how he sees his life panning out. It was interesting him even stating that he was having these thoughts. I think there are loads of people that do and for the sake of their career and how the the media may catch on to what they say, they don't talk about it. Mm -hmm. They hide those sides or, you know, he could have really answered that in like, oh, I'm, I'm not really dating at the moment mm -hmm. or just kind of skated over it. But the mm -hmm. fact that he was like, no, I'm taking this seriously. Yeah. Like the partner that I settled down with, needs to be about family, about building, can slot into what I'm creating, yeah. add something to it. And my preference would be that it's a, is a black person. Mm -hmm. You don't hear anybody saying yeah. that. Yeah. It's in, in a way it's sad that what he said was groundbreaking, but, yeah. but at the same time he said it and I, I was just really smiling like, yeah, it's, it's so important just to, to have that hat on when, when picking somebody that, essentially you're gonna spend the rest of your life with and, yeah. and I think as you said earlier on like definitely as well for me you being Ghanaian was was like yeah that was very important because 
again, all of those those things that you don't have to explain because we have this common understanding and it already provides you with a, a foundation to then to then build on. Yeah, I mean, and like some, we, sometimes people don't understand what that comes from because they're not seeing that the the narratives that are put forward especially about black women is of a lesser mm-hmm. that we don't get married we or we get married later or nobody wants mm-hmm. to marry us or we're uglier or mm-hmm. so then when you do get a black man in the media actually openly celebrating black females that is so rare and so many of them when they do i can think of um Kofi the last time when he said he, he put out a shout to beautiful black women on Instagram and there was loads of people afterwards that were like why aren't you saying anything about white women mm-hmm. you know it's just like you guys get all the shine all the time and the fact that you're even picking out that I'm saying this about black women maybe sit in that uncomfortability and be like why why am I being triggered by this mm. That's the change. interesting. That's it's new. actually instead of kind of biting on it, just to sit there and think, oh, what is that? I think also there's there's faux equality. Mm-hmm. So you see rich sports stars, you see rich entertainers, you see Barack Obama, and so for them, for a lot of people, that's like, oh well, the racism is over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's over. Yeah. So I don't understand why these people are talking about black love and da da da, and it's and this this faux equality has has put them in this this space of feeling like all of this talk is really unnecessary. Yeah. And yeah. it's actually well, no, those those things that you pick out are not representative of the community on a whole. Yeah. Yeah. And what and what's being shown, um, yeah, they're few and far between. That you can even name them shows that there's a problem. Yeah. Because could we go through all of the the yeah. white couples that are constantly yeah. in the media? Can we even name a black footballer with a black wife who equally gets press and can sell anything? It just doesn't happen. I wanted to put the the countdown clock in. <laughs> <laughs> You know, um, whose who's family is celebrated. Yeah. So let's just go on Raheem Sterling. Why is he hated? This, it's so funny because he's a young man with a young family. And I mean, I don't know anything about his wife, but why couldn't... Precisely. <laughs> why, why couldn't essentially he be promoted like the next David Beckham? Like in terms of talent, is he not on the same level? Or let's think of um, Wayne Rooney and and his wife and how she would be, what was it? She had Asda advertising. Mm. She had a clothing liner at, at one point. But, you know, as soon as they kind of cemented their, their, their you know, childhood sweethearts, very similar stories, yeah. childhood sweethearts, you've had your kids, da, 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 you're doing well. And everybody is rooting for them as much. Look at all of the stuff that he did, but commercially they were seen as viable. Yeah. That's the so then you know we don't have to look at the powers that be to kind of 
guide the way because they're not going to. But with us within the community is for us to celebrate our representations of black love and show them love and propel it forward. And also to check each other as well. Yeah. I think that's that's very important. Mm-hmm. Um, watching that clip with Steve Harvey and, and Monique, as much as Steve... Ooh, Steve Harvey... <laughs> Oh man, he pushed, it's an interesting he clip, people. All, so I, he, yeah, he pushed all of my buttons. But the the, the top line that I want to say on it is that I do like the fact that they had that conversation. Mm-hmm. But yeah. yeah, his viewpoint. If anybody like you don't know what it was, Mon- Monique and Steve Harvey had a conversation on his show about her being um, blackballed and things that she had said about Lee Daniels and Oprah and Tyler Perry and also asking the community to boycott Netflix because she felt that they had um, uh, tried to underpay her, I guess, for a deal that they were working on. And yeah, Steve Harvey just laid into her a bit, kind of told her off and said that she had gone about things the wrong way. And spoke about integrity and also their relationship. But that was the part that I really liked that they spoke about their friendship, um, called each other brother and sister. Like they showed yeah. love yeah. for each other and had the, the conversation about what she could have done better, how she should have done things better. I didn't agree with a lot of his points in terms of integrity. Cause I felt that that's for um, yeah, I think from her standpoint, that was her point of integrity. She was honouring how she felt. She didn't want to pander. I think to Steve's, play in the game. Steve's point on integrity was so disappointing. Because I just feel like if you don't have... And for me, it's almost like, it's almost so simplistic that I don't understand how somebody can't see it. If you don't have integrity, what is the point of you? Mm-hmm. If there is, I couldn't trust, like, Steve saying that, I feel like you're not somebody I can really trust. Like, you, you, you're you, sitting there and telling me you have no integrity. What's integrity? So I know, I know you'll be loyal to your family in the sense of you'll do whatever needs to be done in, in order to secure the bag. But there's no integrity in that. Yeah. And I tried to I tried to wrap my head around it in the sense because as much as I'm I'm saying this, I think we all at some point in our lives lack integrity in in what we've done. And so I, I took a step back for a moment and thought to my I thought, okay, when in my life have I lacked integrity? And so if you look at like the, the definition in terms of like being true to yourself mm-hmm. and then I thought, hang on, I spent X amount of years in a job that I hated and essentially I stayed there for the money. Yeah. Now, I clearly was not making anywhere near what what Steve was making, but it's, it's, it's still on the opposite end because I'm staying there for the money in order to keep to keep the lights on. Yeah. Whereas 
you're in your position. No, I, I do. I do get what he was saying. So basically his point is you kind of like, you know, she, she should have done the promotion was his thing. Or if you don't do it, you don't then go out and out everybody that was trying to advise you. That's the, you know, it's like you burnt bridges unnecessarily. So you stuck to your point, but then you also went out of your way to kind of expose everybody who was just there trying to advise you. And I get what he was saying in that respect, because it's like, you don't need to burn bridges like that. That said, though, it's people like Monique. Historically, they're the ones that change shit. I hope so. (laughs) <laughs> I hope so I hope she so has that in, legacy in the moment in the time you will you will catch fire for I it. hope so I hope history shows us that that she stood for something and wasn't just um, bitter like I, I hope so I hope that's what it is mm. And but I do see his point I do think that you can you can have your protest and you don't have to then discuss everybody else's business at the same time yeah. I, do, I do i do think he has a point on that but yeah. it was nice seeing them have a discussion that was ended up being quite loving and with also, a resolution where yeah. he's like okay i'm gonna try and facilitate this healing Maybe. i like that yeah. and also credit where credit's due in terms of steve also acknowledging when the, when it all went down, yeah, you should have called. I should have called you. Yeah, and I, and I didn't do that. And so, you know, despite my um, feelings in terms of you know the whole integrity thing, all in all, I appreciated that conversation, mm. like him reaching out to her, showing, and like you said, you know, each other referring, you know, that you're you're my brother, you're my sister, and just showing that type of love. And ultimately, that was a, it. Actually, it was a it was a nice image yeah. to, to see. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, we're all different. We all have our different views and we wouldn't be, we, you know, black people are not a monolith. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah, I, 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 I enjoyed it. I thought it was going to really annoy me before. Mm-hmm. And then watching it, I was like, actually, I quite like that piece of television. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was quite enjoyable yeah. to see. So, yeah, we're, we will we'll see how that pans out be interesting to see if he does manage to get Monique and at least Oprah because I you know I love Oprah to have them sit down and have a look at Oprah through shade man yeah I mean, she's she's not perfect but okay uh, she's cool see how you started even just to say that I know that hurt <laughs> she's not no, perfect no. she's not perfect uh, who's who's your um who's your black love goals um oh my gosh black love goals you know, I, I, I love Will and Jada. Mm-hmm. I think they I use... love them. I don't agree with every part of them because sometimes Jada is like so. Oh, I just want her. I want. Her, I want her to be a little bit more like her mum. In what she's way? A, she's a bit too liberal for me. Like a bit lily livered. Like she panders a lot to people and opinions um yeah i just want her to be a bit more forthright 
sometimes but i love the two of them as a couple and putting their family first yeah and just their their work ethic and standards and what they've created that i i, I love them mm-hmm. i love them for that i think mr and mrs washington denzel oh yes yeah yeah um again yeah if you look like at the family in terms of having the career that denzel's had yeah and you've come this far i mean who knows what's around the corner but you've come this far and there hasn't been any of the the usual scandal that's like it's a big thing for a family in the limelight to make it this far yeah the way that they have and even when i see uh John David Washington mm. and I see him in interviews and I just think you know I don't know you and obviously I'm just seeing you in an interview but there's something about you where I feel like you've been raised really well yes yeah yeah and, yeah definitely and, and so for me that's that's um that's um inspiring uh, who else who else um I like Boris Kojo and Nicole yeah I think they're cute yeah yeah they <clears> are they are I like, uh, they have that fun factor. Like, I yeah. think I'd really like to hang out with them. Yeah, yeah, they would definitely. Be fun. They they would be a cool couple to hang out with. Do you know who I also like as well? Um, the How Married Are You couple. So you know the belief in fatherhood, dude. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. I really like yeah. them. I think they're they they're really cool. They would be a, a cool family yeah. to hang out. She they, was... they they were the uh, that first yeah. episode and everybody tagged us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we like... got pelted. This but... could be you guys. This should be but, you guys. But they are they, the the wife did um she did um a Instagram story and this is where I was just like oh, I so understand and so she must have been out and folks come up to them obviously because they know you from the internet yeah and like oh my god but then proceeding to touch the kid like do the the cheek thing on the kid and so even as she say this my heart is just (laughs) i'm going like how how like how and yeah and yeah so the way that i've the way that i have maneuvered my children (laughs) like because it got to a point where i spot these people coming yeah. Uh, this one's coming to try and touch my children. I don't know where your hands are beating. Yeah. No. That yeah. that was me stopping going on, on transport. That's quite interesting, actually. I guess it kind of all goes into black love because it's quite surprising that with black babies, how much attention they get. And obviously ours were quite small because they were prem babies. Mm. So they were very small babies. Yeah. And when I would get on the bus... And the amount of people who would try and touch them just stopped me from getting on buses. I didn't need like the biggest reason not to get on a bus anyway. Yeah. But <laughs> it was a thing of like, why would you think that you can just touch a child? It... But the compliments as well. And yeah, it's having that awareness that at this moment, you two boys are seen as really cute. And I actually don't want the change that can take place when you're no longer seen as cute and you get used to this attention and then it changes and the attention then comes to you're suspicious. Yeah, you're a predator. Yeah, I don't want you to get confused on 
what what happened because it was a lot of attention as well like oh my god they're so cute it was a lot it was just like mm, this is this is strange yeah. i hadn't really noticed it before having mm. the boys mm-hmm. that as well it's like this is different i don't i've i've, I've not heard anybody have that conversation yeah. on when I, I, we only have boys so i don't have any girls yeah. i don't know if black girls get the same yeah. type of attention but there is this extra kind of fascination oh, with them yeah that's a bit like oh so then it switches I mean, it, after it, it, a while it, it so could really be just cute. a baby thing or, or, or whatever but whatever yeah, it is yeah, i think it, i'm it just, just felt weird yeah, as well I think, it felt yeah. like what is this and Especially i don't want my kids to I get addicted that when i see another like even a baby that i know i'm still very much i'm not gonna pour over this human being that's just not necessary yeah and so i just find it's weird but yeah um going back to black love goals uk a uk Raheem, he really is like yeah. I, I love seeing yeah. like the little yeah, clips true. of their family together i think right. it's really really nice know, um rochelle and marvin yeah you love them i do i do <laughs> i do i really do you love those like, guys. Melv, if you're listening, oh, hook up the invite please soon, bruv. Because, yeah, they're just so cool. Um, who else? I really like, um, I mean, we haven't seen Jamelia and her her husband. Mm. But I love Jamelia and her daughters. Yeah, yeah. I, I love seeing them um, and her journey. And, yeah, yeah, I just really like her. Again, she'd be somebody who I think like would really enjoy yeah. spending time with. Yeah. Like, I think she'd Most be really definitely. cool. Um, uh, who else? Uh, and then the the podcast that I was going through listening to Candice. As yeah, well. Candice and, and Papa. Yeah, yeah, Papa I, D. Yeah, yeah. I I I really liked listening yeah. to them. Yeah, most definitely. Like, it was just like actually. Yeah, and everything they stand for, I think, is very, very similar to us. There are, like, some acute differences, but I appreciated what they're putting out and what they're doing and was like, yes, that's that's important. Just this weekend, Jessica was telling me that um, We Are Parable have a podcast. I didn't know. No, I didn't know. Yeah, so we got to listen to them as well. And just... Yeah, what they're doing as well, mm-hmm. I think, is important. Yeah. Just creating entertainment, events for us to go to. Yeah, that's that's really cool. Yeah. So for UK, I really am like, who else is there? Who, who else, else is, is there? there? I don't know. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. But they're there. The Black Love, yeah. the black love landscape is there. Yeah. People should tell us. <laughs> yeah. Who else yeah. should we be following, seeing, listening to? Who else is out there mm-hmm. for us to, to kind of add on to this? Cool. Okay. Are we wrapping up now? Yeah. What have you learnt, Russell? What have I learnt? I have learnt that black love is political. I haven't really learnt that. I kind of knew that already. I don't think I've learned anything. Is that a bad thing? Uh, did you know before that spending money with black 
businesses was an act of black love? Had you thought of it yeah. that way? I hadn't thought of it that way, but again, it it, was, it wasn't like a groundbreaking concept for me. <laughs> you pull it a face you, like that. Had, had, you, had you thought about like spending money with black business being similar to fair trade and or buying organic? No, I hadn't. Yeah, that. you learned something. You learned yeah, something. Okay. Right. <laughs> I'll let you have that one. I'll let you have that one. But yeah, it's ultimately how I feel on black love is love. Like yeah. that, it's just it's just love. That's fundamentally how I feel about it. And I feel sometimes I feel annoyed. Sometimes I feel um, frustrated. Sometimes I feel sad that we even have to have this conversation. Mm, mm. So like this week when people have had to defend blackness, mm. it's just upsetting. Yeah, yeah. Just another face of racism. Yeah. yeah. But hey ho. The tide is changing. Mm-hmm. So it's just important that we stay visible and don't run from it. So, thank you for listening. Please follow us on our socials and make it look like we have friends and subscribers and follow. Subscribe to the podcast. Subscribe and share. Follow us on Instagram for Evan's sake underscore. Um, We're also on Twitter for Evan's sake the number one. Um, Facebook? We're on Facebook. Search for For Heaven's Sake. So yeah, please um, do all of that. And I know everybody always says it because they feel like they have to say it. But we actually really do need your help in supporting and promoting the podcast. So please take a minute to do all of that. Because it's an act of black love. Peace.